0: What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelly Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate laugh, and cry, because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Jeanette Holian on the call today. I'm so excited to hear more about her story, you guys. She has just like really good energy about her and... There may be cuss words because we both we both already declared that we have potty mouths, and I was like, "Let them fly." So, <laughs> Jeanette, I'm going to throw it at you. You can start wherever you want to with your story.
1: Sure. So, um, I feel like most people start with like their background about like their husband and stuff. So, my husband and I met in like 2009 um, through OKCupid back like when internet dating was first happening, and like, well, not first happening, but there were no apps, right? <laughs> and um, I was in grad school. And like, I knew from the moment I met him that I wanted to marry him. Um, but you know, didn't want to be crazy. So <laughs> kind of waited for all of that stuff. So when I graduated from grad school, we got married that fall in 2011. Um, and I worked in residence life, my background is in higher ed. And so I was living on college campuses. And we knew that we wanted to wait to start a family until after we had like, moved off of college campuses, I had friends who had kids on college campuses. And I was just like, that's not me. So we knew that we wanted to wait. We knew we definitely didn't want to start trying in our first couple of years. Um, and we wanted to be, you know, financially stable, quotes, whatever that means. Does that really happen? Um, but uh, so I also really wanted to wait till after I was 30 um to have children. I wanted to make sure that because I kind of went back and forth with like, do I want to work? Do I want to stay home? Like I never really had a clear vision about that. Um, and, um, yeah, but I knew I wanted to wait. So when I hit 30, well, I guess it was, how old was I? 2017. So I would have been all getting ready to turn 31. We decided like, okay, let's start trying. Cause like I said to my husband, we don't know how long this could take. Like some people try for a really long time, you know, we're going to be 31. So why don't we start trying now? Um, And at the time I was trying to run like my own business from home. And so I knew I had time. And I think honestly, like I just needed something for me. Um, And uh, my husband's actually adopted. So we don't know anything about his um, genetic background or anything like that. So we decided to start trying um, in, I guess it was October of 2017, and we got pregnant immediately. And I feel like such a jerk now because I remember high-fiving and being like, we're so good at this. Like, look at us go. And now, like, when people say that, I'm like, don't don't get excited. <laughs> don't get excited <laughs> because it might bite you. But like, there were times that I got really mad at myself. Now I can look back on it in humor. Cause this was a while ago, but I remember, um, doing, um, the first response and I'd been actually tracking my cycle for quite a while because I'd come off an IUD and I was just kind of like, so I came off my IUD in the spring and we were using birth control and I just wanted to kind of make sure everything was normal. Right. And so. Um, I remember taking the pregnancy test, and it wasn't very dark. It was pretty light, but I didn't know anything at the time about like DPO or any of that stuff. It was just like I think my period is gonna come in three days. I'll just go ahead and take a test. And they weren't really getting super dark, but I was like, a line is a line. Um, I remember sending a picture to, so, to my no sorry that was a different one. My bad. They they so, do they start yeah they together. start to together yeah. no so I remember we found out I was pregnant and I told my brother and my sister-in-law because they were coming to visit that weekend. And it was actually our, an- our anniversary weekend. So like, it just seemed really perfect that we found out we were pregnant for the first time on our anniversary weekend, which was November 19th. And my brother and sister-in-law were there and I told them, cause we were going to be going out to like bars and stuff. And I wasn't going to be drinking, obviously. So I was like, my sister in law is going to wonder why I'm not drinking wine, it's going to be super obvious. So (laughs) we made a plan. And like, uh, we were going to his parents for Thanksgiving. And so we're like, we'll tell everyone at Thanksgiving, because I'll be like, six weeks at that time, or whatever I would be and you know, I want and I like I said I wanted to tell my mom just in case anything happened cuz my mom had actually had two miscarriages but after she'd had children at different points and um I knew that that was a possibility but to me like it just it was just like a possibility in the ether that things like that could happen that that wasn't going to happen we were going to have this baby everything was fine. So we stopped by my parents' house which is a couple hours from his on our way to his parents for Thanksgiving and I like gave my um, mom, like a gift, and my stepdad a gift, and I was like, "We're pregnant." And my mom's like, "Oh my god!" And you know, like we went through the whole thing, and you know, told them then, and I showed her that I showed her the pregnancy test. Then she was like, "That line's really light." I'm like, "Yeah, well, line's a line." I took it pretty early, and uh, then we went to his parents and uh, gave them like a baby book, and like it was like a book about like I don't know animals or something, and uh, told them, and so they were excited and. Then, um, after Thanksgiving, we went home, and it was the beginning of December, and like I think it had to be like the first or the second, and I started spotting, and um, immediately like messaged my doctor, and I hadn't even gone in for like any kind of check or anything yet, Um, and uh, she was like, sorry. And she was like, well, if it's more than enough, you know, to soak a pad, then come in. But if not, like, just, you know, we'll see you next week, whatever. So that weekend, we were actually going to look at new houses, because that was a good idea. And um, (laughs) so I'm walking around, like, you know, just trying to tell myself everything's fine, looking at this potential new house, thinking about the fact that we're going to have children. um, And then just kind of being like, in pain and, you know, cause you're just like achy. Cause at that point um, I should have been about seven weeks. And so it was still pretty early. Um, and uh, then we went into the doctor. No, sorry. I should have yeah, been somewhere like six or seven weeks. So I can't remember. But um, so we went to the doctor that next week and they did a scan and um, there was a um, hemat, like there was like a blood clot that they could see. And there, the, um, there was no heartbeat and it was measuring like five weeks, two days when I should have been measuring about seven weeks. And with all the blood, they're like, yeah, you're probably having a miscarriage, you know? And I remember (laughs) talking to my doctor and just crying and trying really hard not to cry and apologizing that I was crying. And she was like, you know, one miscarriage is totally normal. It happens so much, you know, it doesn't mean that you won't be able to have children, you got pregnant really fast, like, um, you know, in a very caring way. And um, but at the same time, you know, it's those moments where you're like, I get that that's normal, but it doesn't feel normal, right? Like, it's like, yeah, it happens a lot. But right now I'm caught up in what's happening with me. Um, and, you know, she was like, go home, we just talked about this, but she was like, go home and have a glass of wine, like, just relax. And I was like, you know, I got in the car and I was like, I don't want one. I want a baby. Cause I think the thing with the first miscarriage that was the hardest for me was it's that loss of security and that loss of like hope, right? Like pregnancy is like forever tainted after you've had one miscarriage. And so like when people are like, Oh, a lot of people have one miscarriage. I think that they don't think about the fact, like if you haven't comes
0: after that.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's very hard. Like the next positive test you get, it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. I always uh, feel,
0: I always say it felt like I was robbed.
1: almost. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. It's like that whole like hope, excitement, whatever is totally taken away from you. And, you know, looking when I see people who get pregnant and like, don't have to go through that, I feel really jealous even still, you know same. what I mean? Where, yeah. Same, like, I'm, like I'm like,
0: gosh, why do I still feel that way? Like, yeah. Does it ever go away? I don't know. No,
1: I don't think it does. And, and I think too, that part of it is I, I get nervous for people. Like when people now and now, like, you know, we'll be in like, I'm in a pregnancy group right on Facebook. People be like, I'm four weeks, five days. And, da, 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 and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous for you. They're like, I've already like put it on social media. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so nervous for you. Like I get really nervous for people now. Mm-hmm. It's like you hope for the best, but I don't know. There's still that like little bit of jealousy and little bit of like, I don't know. I don't know. It just really ruins it. It, a, it does. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that one, like, I got through um, and was like, I want to try immediately. Like, as soon as I get my period, I'm, or not not even get my period. Like, I was like, I just want to try again. Because I'm I'm the worst. I do all the Googling that you're not supposed to do. And I I'll, think we all do. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, like, don't do it. But you totally do it. Like, when people ask me for advice, I'm like, don't Google. But I know, but you're I know you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, like, I was like, okay, as soon as, like, this is done, we're trying again. Like, and my husband was like, okay. I did the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's because you just want it back, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And I think you
0: don't realize how much you wanted it.
1: Right. Exactly. Like, it's you know, I was excited, but I didn't realize how much it creates this like empty space, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we tried immediately, which was like over Christmas. (laughs) And, um, you know, my mom had actually gotten me this necklace for Christmas that you wear and it jingles and like the bait, it's supposed to be like a protection thing. And like the baby can hear it as it grows. And then it becomes like a calming thing. And she was like, I didn't know if I should give it to you or not. And so we both like sobbed through Christmas morning as she gave it to me. Um, you know, and because it just, it, it, you know, it affects everyone around you and mm-hmm. you for, you don't think about how it affects everyone around you because you're still caught up in like your own grief, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you still feel alone, even though other people are going through it, but it's because I think everybody's going through it differently. Like my mom is going through it from the perspective of, I can't help my daughter. And I know what this feels like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, uh, then I found out <laughs> that I was pregnant again like immediately after. And um, because I'd had a previous loss, my doctor was actually super awesome. And, you know, I tell people all the time, if you don't feel like you're being supported by your doctor after losses, just find another doctor, because there are some that just brush it off. Mm -hmm. And you, you know yourself. So just find another doctor, but I felt really good about my doctor. And she was like, Okay, we're gonna go ahead and bring you right in for testing and watch your levels and everything. So I came right in you know, my HTG was doing what it was supposed to do. My progesterone was great. Everything was good. Um, So I had a scan at like six weeks or something and everything looked great. Um, And then I had another scan at eight weeks and everything looked great. There was a heartbeat, except uh, there was another blood clot. And they're like, doesn't mean anything necessarily. Um, It could just be, you know, from the other miscarriage, you know, it'll work its way out. So if you have bleeding, just let us know. Um, Yeah. So everything looked fine for all intents and purposes. And then we were, I think like laying on the couch and I all of a sudden had um, like brown spotting when I got up to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I just remember thinking not again, like not again, not again!" And I'm telling myself like, it's just brown spotting. It doesn't mean anything. I have no other symptoms. Like it could just be that blood clot. Um, but like I, I knew, like, I just, I knew even though I like didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it all runs together. I wish that I could, I wish I'd like kept a journal so I could like remember all of this so much better in terms of like when stuff happened, but also like probably not necessary (laughs) to like live over and over and over again. But, um, I can't remember what night it was. And I was trying to think through all of this when I knew I was going to come talk about it. And I was like, I- it's all such a blur. Like, even if I look at like old posts or something, I still can't figure yeah.
0: it out. Well, especially when it happens so back to back like yeah. that. Yeah. That's how mine was too. And I, I jumped on a podcast actually as a guest yeah. after my first and then after my second and I was like, or was it after my third? See, th- See? Th- this is yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And I, I said, I was like, they all are starting to kind of mesh yeah. together and she thought that was really interesting and I'm like I think it's because they're so close together that yeah. they're just
1: like if you yeah. had them like one a year I think that maybe it'd be more you could separate them a little you bit have, more yeah, yeah you have more of a timeline like you know but like because it, it was literally like I had one in December and then I had one in February it was like uh like I rem- there's certain things I remember so like this one I remember laying in bed waking up in the middle of the night with the worst back pain like I felt like I was being stabbed in the back um, and I was, I was screaming into my pillow and my poor husband is like rubbing me. Like, are you okay? What do you want to do? And I'm like, maybe I should go to the hospital. I don't know. I didn't want to go because I didn't want to find out what was happening. Um, and I really wasn't bleeding that much. Honestly, it was really the back pain mm-hmm. that was really bad. Um, and finally I was just like, I can't do this anymore. We have to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospitals like two in the morning I called the emergency line for my doctor's office, um, you know, and I go up. So at this point, I'm like nine weeks, five days is where I should be. And um, so I go up to, you know, the front, get an IV, all of that stuff. And I'm sitting in the bed. um, And at this point, I'm now bleeding more. And um, all of a sudden, I feel this like, and like a gush of water. And I'm like, that's, that's it. Like, that's that's everything coming out. Like I just know. And it was literally water. And I was like, well, I did not expect that because when I had my earlier miscarriage, it was really just like a heavy just, but it was like a heavy period. But Mm -hmm. this one, even though it wasn't that far along, there was still like water coming. Like it was just so different. And so I was laying there and this might get kind of traumatic just so people know. So I'm laying there in the hospital and, um, they are like, okay, we're going to do a sonogram. And I'm like, okay. So they take me upstairs And they're doing a transvaginal sonogram. And the lady was not gentle, not kind. And like, you know, I'm laying there. I've literally been bleeding. I'm in pain. Everything is awful. And she is just like going at it. And, um, you know, I'm like sitting there just trying to breathe. I can't see the screen. My husband can kind of see the screen. So I'm looking at him trying to see if I can pick anything up from his face. But, you know, we don't know what we're looking at anyway. But we've both seen babies on sonograms at this point. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at him just trying to get any kind of anything from his face. And I couldn't pick up on anything. And then she pulls out the transvaginal thing, whatever, the prodding thing, whatever Wand, it's called. Yeah. Wand, yeah. thank you. I'm like, <laughs> I can't think of the word. And uh, hands me, you know, the like weird felt gauze things they give you? <laughs> like when you wipe up and it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah like it's for a craft project but so she hands it to me and I wipe and I look down and I knew instantly what was all over the thing was not that it was the I don't even want to say it because like it helps me to say it but I I know it'll be upsetting to people but it was pieces of the fetus like that had come out and it was I looked at my husband and I was just like what do I do with this? I don't know what to do with this. I I, like, do I save it so they can test it? Like, I don't know what to do. Like I was just like in a panic and he was like, I felt so bad for him because I could see in his face that he was like, you're traumatized. I'm trying not to be traumatized. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, just throw it away. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Because I just couldn't, I I knew, I already knew it had happened. I knew what we were going to hear when we went downstairs. I was hoping I was wrong. Like, and I had just looked at this, like, you know these pieces of my baby, like it was just, it was so. Like it's, I still think about it sometimes because it was just so shocking and like, you know, it it was awful. So anyway, so then they wheel us out into the hall. We're sitting there forever. This this was literally the worst hospital experience I've ever had. So I'm I'm sitting there. It's awful. It, they take forever to bring us downstairs. They finally bring us downstairs where the doctor comes and says, like, you know, we got the results of the sonogram and there was nothing there. And I wanted to be like, yeah, cause it was all over the wand, but I was just, I just started crying and, um, you know, you know, she was like, you don't have to be strong. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to be strong. I'm just exhausted. You know, like I'm just tired. And, um, she was like, I get that. And, you know, they gave me, um, pain medication. They gave me, um, what is it? The one that you insert vaginally so you can make sure you get everything out. Yeah. I know it's what
0: you're talking about. It starts with an I I can't, yeah, I can't remember the name of it.
1: I don't know what it's called, but so I could get the rest of it out. And um, so I went home and really just tried to relax, you know, um, we called our parents from the hospital, let them know what was happening. And uh, yeah, uh, just hearing the pain in their voices is just so hard. Um, and they don't do it on purpose, but it's like, oh man, it's I, so hard.
0: I couldn't do it. I text. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I see, like, me I writing yeah. it out was harder, and I just told mm-hmm. my husband like I need you to tell them what's happening. So yeah, we put yeah. them on speaker, and um, so my husband's parents um, went through infertility issues. Um, they didn't have any miscarriages, but had a hard time getting pregnant. So they kind of understood, in a way, like what was going on, like you know what we were going through, to an extent, a little bit yeah. different, right? Um, and my mom had had those miscarriages. So she, she understood, but everybody was very surprised by that one because everything seemed so fine and healthy. And, um, I'd heard Googled so many stories of where people had gotten pregnant immediately after and everything was fine because quote, your body's more fertile. I don't know that that's actually true, but, um, yeah. So, and yeah, (laughs) so that was the second one. And, um, My, I went back to my doctor again, wonderful, and was like, We're going to run a partial panel. So we're going to go ahead and do some tests and try to eliminate some things. Oh, and I totally forgot about this. So actually, during that pregnancy, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism um, and I didn't know that I had it. And so we actually caught it when the level was at a five, which is still too high for pregnancy, but my endocrinologist said it's not really high enough to cause a miscarriage necessarily, but that you just really don't know, right. That normally Mm -hmm. that happens at 20 um, when your level's at 20. Um, And so I was being treated uh, for it since like I'd hit eight weeks, I think it was. And um, so I was on medication for that. And um, so we knew that that was already an issue, but by the time the second pregnancy had ended And I knew I was going to take a month to not try again and actually like take a break. Um, My thyroid was under control. So she wanted to keep it between one and two. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that I felt like I was like, well, maybe that was it. Like maybe that was why. And then I felt so bad because I was like, if I had just known this about my body, maybe I wouldn't have lost this pregnancy. But I mean, we'd never, I mean, you never know. So, So we ran all the tests, everything was fine. And I mean, I know that like, everybody goes through this differently. But I feel like for for me, at least finding out everything was fine was more frustrating. Because I was like, okay, well, then what's happening? (coughs) You know, where it's like, okay, well, if everything's fine, then why? Why is this so messed up? Um, And uh, so then at that point, I wanted to try anything. So I was doing acupuncture. I was going to the chiropractor, like trying all kinds of things. And, um, Oh no, sorry. Lies. That was after the third one. So (laughs) yeah, I was like, that's when I started acupuncture wrong. So anyway, sorry. So had the second one did the panels, everything was fine, except for, you know, obviously my thyroid, we were getting under control. So we take time off. And then, um, I found, so that miscarriage was in February. And then I found out like, so I didn't try to get pregnant in March and then I got pregnant again in April. So um, I started to think I started to look up like, that I get pregnant easily what's happening. I'm like, maybe I'm just hyper fertile. And these are just like not healthy pregnancies, because my body's holding on to unhealthy pregnancies. So that was my like, let me rationalize everything, because that's how I am. And so I, um, so that pregnancy, I actually like I went back and forth. Right. So when I got pregnant the second time, I decided to embrace it and celebrate it and be excited because I never wanted a moment of like that baby being not loved. Um, and then with the third one, I was just like, numb, you know, Mm -hmm. Like I just, I didn't know how to react or respond. And, um, I went in for beta testing, went back to get it again. And, uh, the testing showed that, um, it rose like one and a half times, but not two times. So she was like, you know, let's, (laughs) we found out the day we were leaving for the beach. um, And she's like, let's just have you come back in when you get back, which is great when you're on vacation to be stressed out about like, what's going to happen while I'm here. So, you know, we're driving to the beach and um, it's pouring rain. So we go to South Carolina and I see two rainbows and I just start sobbing and I'm like, everything has to be fine. This is a sign, you know, looking for whatever I can. Um, like it was like a double rainbow. And I just, I was like, it's a sign. And my mom's like, it's your babies. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally it. So I get to the beach. Um, it's actually mother's day weekend. So um, I felt really weird about the whole thing with it being mother's day. You know, my mother-in-law, cause we were there with my in-laws, my mother-in-law's like, you know, you still get to celebrate mother's day. You're still a mom. And I was like, you know, I don't really feel like a mom. Um, and especially like I don't feel connected with this pregnancy right now. And actually I skipped this, but, um, the week that I found out the weekend I found out I was pregnant our dog actually was diagnosed with really bad cancer and we had to put him down. It was like the most, I like, I, I, at this point I was like, I don't know what's happening. I like, I was crying. I was just like, what is happening with my life? Like everything is falling apart and it feels so unfair. So we, we had a Bernie's mountain dog that we, it was our first dog, like our baby. And we, um, he was four years old, would have been turning five and all of a sudden couldn't use his back legs, um, and took him into, um, that's so young I know I know it was so heartbreaking and like Bernie's mountain dogs don't live as long as other dogs yeah that but like we did not expect for it to be like all of a sudden we have to make this like heartbreaking decision um because he had a tumor on his spine that was legit crushing his spinal cord and there was there was no it was inoperable like there was nothing we could do about it except you know make him more comfortable and make a decision for us versus or make a decision for him versus a decision for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm already dealing with that. And, like, the heartbreak of, like, I just lost my, like, fur baby who's been there with me through all these miscarriages. Now I'm going to cry. The miscarriages, no. My dog dying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. So, I mean, and we have another dog, too. And I'm really grateful that we had her because, oh, I don't know what I would have done if I'd just come home, like, been coming home to nothing, you know? hmm so, um, while we we're at the beach, it was just kind of like, a, I need to like relax, you know, and like try to stay calm. But at the same time, I'm worried that I'm going to have another miscarriage because numbers aren't doubling. So, of course, I'm Googling, like, is it normal for numbers not to double? You know, what could happen? Like, just I'm Googling everything, which I and it can say. be normal, but it also might not be it normal. Not normal. <laughs> you get all these answers. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. It's the worst. And then it's like, you know, and my mother-in-law trying to be helpful is like, you know, there are times where like people go in and like this happens and then this happens, then everything's fine. And I'm like, I know, but those miracle stories are like not helpful. You know, yeah. like,
0: it's- I said the same thing to my mom. I was like, yeah. you got this sounds really weird, but you got to stop being so hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that sounds so weird because you would think that you'd want that me personally, it was more me putting my guard up. And like, she was like, trying to pull it down.
1: And I was yeah. like, stop, I need it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. need, I need calluses and distance, like, mm-hmm. yeah. and especially when you've had multiple, right? Like, you mm-hmm. like, you have to, I feel like you almost have to create that distance or like, you're gonna fall apart, because you fall apart every time. And like, you've made yourself vulnerable so many times. That it's just like, I need a break. Like, it's just your, it's just you creating that, break for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean and and I, I tried really hard not to get upset with people because I know they're you're you don't know what to say. Like you just you don't. Like even mm-hmm. having gone through it sometimes, I don't know what to say to people because everybody's so different in how they experience loss. And um
0: And I would honestly rather have people not be extremely careful around me. Like I don't want people walking on eggshells yeah, yeah. with the topic, you know? And so there's like a fine line of like I don't know. It's like, just say what yeah. you say, whatever, because I would rather
1: yeah, and it's you be like,
0: normal around me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's like I tell people, like, if someone has been vulnerable and open about it in some capacity, they want you to ask them. Like, yeah. they're not not thinking about it. They're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. So, like, if someone's, like, been, either they've shared it on social media or they've shared it with you personally, like, you're not bothering them to bring it up. They They kind of want you to know. They want you in that loop, right? So that way you can like be a part of that with them and like, Mm -hmm. you know, ask them about it without being, and like, if I don't want to talk about it, I'll just say, I don't want to talk about it, you know, like I'll just like, "Eh, I don't really want to talk about it right now, but yeah, everything's fine. Like you're, it's not fine or whatever, you know? I think that's
0: actually really good advice for, you know, people who have like a family member or friend who's dealing with it. If they're sharing it, like feel free to bring it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I I read it somewhere or heard it from somebody else. So I don't want to take credit for it. But like, I thought that that was such a good like thing to think about was like, if somebody feels like they're sharing this with you, it's because it's kind of their like, reach out for help in the way that they feel comfortable, like, reaching out for help. Even if if it's like, they don't really need help. They just need to say it out loud. Yeah. Most people I mean, like, not everybody (laughs) shares stuff like this on social media. And while that's been really helpful for me um in sharing it like I there's so many people that walk around just with it on the inside yeah. and don't share it don't go on podcasts don't talk through it and they that that you are their outlet you are their social media or podcast or whatever to share that so like you can feel special but also like you know know that that means that they they need you right mm-hmm so we get back from the beach and um, do another scan, and there's no heartbeat. So I had forgotten that we had done a scan right before the beach, and there was like a slight heartbeat where the um, the tech was like, "I need you to hold your breath," and I'm like, "Okay." And she's like, "All right, it's picking up a very slight heartbeat." And then we went back in, um, and she's like, "I need you to hold your breath," and it hadn't grown at all. Um, I, I was still measuring the same as when I left for the beach. Um, and this was like, you know, five or six days later and there was no heartbeat. So to go from like, excuse me, to go from like barely a heartbeat to no heartbeat, like we knew what was happening. Um, and so it was a missed miscarriage. So my other miscarriages, I, you know, didn't have to have any kind of surgery or anything like that. But this one, my doctor was like, if you want, there's a couple options. Um, you can either use the pills that you use for your other one, or you can, um, do a DNC and we can try to test. And I was like, "That I want to do that because I want to see what I want to know what's going on." So um, I was really nervous about doing the DNC um, because my other miscarriages had just been, you know, like I don't, I don't want to say natural, but like they they just happened, right? And so um, we went in to do the DNC, and um, I remember waking up from it, and I was like why didn't I do this with the other ones? (laughs) like, I know that's awful, but I was just like, this was so much like less traumatic. Like I don't feel any pain. Um, It was just so much better. And the nurses that were at the surgical center were just amazing. Like they were just like the nicest, so sweet, like got me an apple juice without me asking for an apple juice, like they were just amazing. Um, And so, and I think too, knowing going into that, like I'd already processed what was happening. And I knew, like, at the end of this, um, I'm, I'll have either an answer or a non-answer, but either way, it's some kind of answer, right? Mm-hmm. So either, like, there's something going on in my body that's rejecting healthy pregnancies or there's something creating, like, unhealthy pregnancies. Um, and actually, I forgot about this, too, but so the night I found out we were having a miscarriage, I totally got drunk on margaritas. Um, <laughs> um, and, and my doctor, because <laughs> my doctor was like, go, like, get a margarita and some tacos And, um, I think that, I think that that was probably like the most cathartic thing of all of the things I went through with the miscarriages, because I just was like, I'm, I just need to let go. Cause I feel like, but the whole, all of these, like building up pregnancies was me just trying to like, hold on to everything and control everything. And like, look up what vitamins are better than this and that and the other, and should I be taking baby aspirin and like all this stuff. And so I just finally like let go. And like that night I like sobbed and like, it was just, like, I'm not advocating using drinking as a way to deal with things. But that's what Tequila I Tequila
0: helps cope. Tequila <laughs> helps. Yeah.
1: And so it was, it was like, it just it really helped. And then knowing that I had the, you know, the DNC coming up and being able to test everything, I think, really helped a lot, too. So um, we found out that it was trisomy 16, which is a pretty, like, common um, cause of miscarriage. And that it's not something that's related to... Um, either of us in terms of recurrence. And so I was like, well, that's great, but also not, you know, so, um, and that it wouldn't have been a viable pregnancy, no matter what. So um, my doctor referred us to Shady Grove Fertility Clinic, um, which is uh, in our area. It's like one of the really popular ones. Um, And we started seeing um, a doctor there, um, who was so amazing. I was so nervous that it was going to be like, I don't know, I don't know what I thought to expect, right? Like, so anyway, so I went in and we did more testing. I did that HSG test. Why do they have similar acronyms? But (laughs) HSG test, um, I did the different tests uh, during different parts of your cycle. And again, everything was fine. We also both did karyotype testing. Because again, like I said, at the beginning, my husband's adopted. So we don't know anything about his background um, genetically. And we thought about doing the actual genetic tests. But um, they were really expensive and they weren't covered by our insurance. And so we decided what we would do was do all of these tests and see kind of where we landed and then take it from there. So, um, and my, so in Maryland, there's a mandate that insurance companies have to cover IVF it, or not insurance companies, sorry, that, um, employers have to provide insurance that covers IVF for a certain amount, but they have to have more than 50 employees. And my husband's company is smaller than that. So we were like, of course. Like so, you know, I, as I said, of like a planner and a reason that's a pretty cool
0: mandate though. It is,
1: yeah, it is. There's only like a handful of states that do it. It's like Maryland and like I think like five more. Okay. Um, and like I wish in this area, honestly, that it was more consistent that Virginia and DC had it because well does DC have it? I don't remember, but it made it really confusing because we both work in Virginia, but live in Maryland. So it's, but our insurance is through Maryland. It's very weird. But anyway, yeah. So like my friend got three cycles completely covered, um, because she works for the state, which is cool. But, um, anyway, so, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, the testing. So we got all the testing done. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking ahead of like, okay, if we have to do IUI this is what we'll do cuz we IUI is covered and if not if we have to do IVF like this is what we'll do and they do like you know a shared risk program and so I'm trying to think out all the money in my head and at this point like I know this is like not everyone's like main thought but it's expensive to have multiple miscarriages like my hospital bill all of these doctors bills all of this testing my DNC like i mean it's like thousands of dollars you know and so you're dealing with the loss of like your potential children. And like the, this finances, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it was, and at the time I was, you know, maybe making like a part-time income. Um, and so I was like, I need to go back to work. So I actually went back to working for a realtor, which actually was nice because it got me out of the house and got my brain focused on other things. Like I think that I needed it emotionally and mental health wise as much as I needed it financially. Um, and so yeah. So we're doing all the testing. Sorry, I keep bouncing around. And um, my karyotype came back with one translocation, but he told me that it's a very normal translocation. I don't remember the number it was on, but he says it's a very And I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. Like I was trying to look through my records. and I was like, I can't find it. I give up. But um, he says very normal and it shouldn't affect um, fertility or eggs or anything like that, that it's just one that a lot of people have. But of course I Googled um, and it's like, is this linked to recurrent miscarriage? Maybe. And I'm just like, oh, why? <laughs> why is there not more information about this stuff? Um, but he was awesome and was like, look, I, here's what I think that you guys need to do. I think that you, the fact that you're both get that you're getting pregnant is a really good sign. Um, and the fact that you're getting pregnant every time, like almost every time you try is a really good sign. Um, so I don't want you to go immediately into IVF and testing or anything what I want you to do is try for maybe like six more months. If anything happens, let's test it. Just so, because every, p- every piece of information is a piece of the puzzle. We don't know what the puzzle picture is at the end, but putting together the pieces is what we need to do. And I I, I liked that answer, but I didn't like the answer. Yeah, because it's basically like,
0: like, go continue to play Russian roulette. Like that's exactly. kind of what I felt when I got yeah. that answer yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like that's exactly what it is. It's like, go continue to like, you know, get the pregnant, and get pregnant, get happens. pissed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, but at the same time, I was also grateful that he didn't push us into IVF because I've heard of a lot of places doing that. Yeah. And I don't love that either because it, it's not necessarily any more likely to result in anything because we don't know if the reason I'm losing pregnancies is because they all have genetic issues or something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that that was, like, if, if every single one had been tested and they'd all been genetic issues, that the PGS would make sense to me. And so we'd already talked about, like, okay, if we continue to have miscarriages, we'll do the genetic testing and then move into IVF with the PGS. So that's kind of, I need a plan. I don't do well without a plan. I think game
0: plans are everything when you're dealing with yeah. miscarriage or infertility because having a game plan is what, like, keeps you moving forward.
1: Exactly. It's like a checklist, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, like, feel... I don't know. It just and it gives you a focus point. And I think yeah, it that, feels uh, like
0: you're working towards the solution instead yeah. of just like, okay, let's just keep going because nothing's yeah. in
1: your control. So it's like the one thing that you, yeah. Uh-huh. It's weird how this, much like,
0: control we feel like we need. Oh my god! Well, during this. literally
1: none. Uh-huh. Like you know, it's like okay, so I guess I'll just walk around with this baby inside of me, not knowing what's gonna happen. Cool. So yeah. So we were like, okay. Oh, and they gave. So they gave me this uh, vitamin. To take for three months is called Ovavite. And so it's um, all focused on egg health. Um, and I was like, I'll try literally anything. So I took that for three months and we did not try for three months intentionally. So that way that could kick in. That's when I started doing the acupuncture. But I kind of quit because the lady who was doing it, it, w- <laughs> it wasn't very comfortable. So I'd gotten acupuncture once that was fine at the um, fertility treatment center. And I, excuse me. And I liked it there, but she, th- it wasn't covered under our insurance there, even though everything else was covered under our insurance. There It was very strange. So I defined one that was covered under our insurance and I like did not, it just wasn't very gentle or kind. And I was like, I don't love this. So I stopped going and she made me take these, like, they look like BBs for a BB gun. They were these like black pills. And I to take eight, three times a day. And I was like, this, I don't like this. Because um, initially, she wanted me to take this tea that I think was like, I don't remember, it was really expensive. And I was like, okay, I need to, like, I've got to figure out where I'm spending my money here. Um, so I stopped doing the acupuncture. Um, and the the other thing too, that I've he- actually heard a lot that people don't really talk about is like, weight gain with miscarriages. So like I gained like through the three miscarriages, like 20 to 30 pounds that I kept losing and gaining and losing and gaining because your hormones are so out of whack. Yeah, It was like, you're already like frustrated with your body. And then you're also in this body that you don't really recognize. It was like super hard, like going through that because like, I so I'd been very overweight for a long time and um, had lost like 90 pounds. And like now, so I'm also struggling with like my body image while I'm dealing with like, not trusting my body, like there was just like a lot of like trust and issues there, so I did this um I did this like inflammation diet for a wh- like anti inflammation diet for a while for like three weeks um because I'd done it in the past, and actually I'd known a lot of people who had done it who after I'd gotten pregnant and i was and i and I'd done it before and I enjoyed it, so I was like I'm just gonna do it again um so I did that, and right before the third week, I was like. I haven't got my period in a while. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm just going to test. Because like when you have recurrent miscarriages, like your house is just full of pregnancy tests, oh, right? Yes. You have <laughs> like, your own little drug stash.
0: Of yeah. Those. Yeah. So sure. I'm
1: like, okay, I'm going to test. And actually there had been a point, like I think like the month before that I thought I was pregnant, but actually I just had a really, really bad stomach virus. Uh, like really bad, like where I chicken noodle soup for I think, like a week. But, um, So anyway, so I tested and I found out I was pregnant. And I literally just came to bed and looked at my husband and I go, I'm pregnant. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, it was not. I laugh now because like, how nonchalant
0: it is. after. Yeah. yeah. Like so- Oh, I
1: got another pregnancy test. And, and I hate that because there are so many people who are like, I would love to have a positive pregnancy test, you know what I mean? Like it's just different, different pain, right? Yeah. So um, I wasn't very positive about it. In fact, I didn't even call my doctor about it until I'd passed seven weeks. And she was like, You know what? We're not gonna do beta testing because <laughs> I feel like it stresses you out. And I'm like, it does stress me out, and she's like, oh. I did the same thing, but my doctor <laughs> ended up
0: calling me.
1: Like, and I was like, here? he's like, Hey,
0: how you doing? I even talked to you, and I was like. I'm pregnant. And he's like, what? He's like, you need to come in. And I was like, do I have to? And you're like, why, why am I
1: going to bother? Like, Yeah.
0: I was like, like I, I know what it goes on now. I don't need
1: yeah. to hear it from you. And you're not going to do anything that's going to help me anyway. You're just going to yeah. give me more numbers. You're just going to so stress you know. me out. Yeah. So she's like, don't even bother. Come in at like, I think it was like eight weeks and we'll do a sonogram. And so I waited till I was like eight and a half weeks and like went in and we did the sonogram and this port one of the, one of these texts she she was she has done so many of my sonograms now and like was there for like what are my losses and so I sort of got I think she was like sitting there cheering us on the whole time that's like
0: that's really nice to have this in yeah. person.
1: Yeah, because I've had a couple where it wasn't the same person, like, but when it's her, it's like, she she knows, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's so like, I know. And so she's like, I, she's like, oh, there's a heartbeat. I was so nervous for you guys. I was <laughs> like, we were nervous too. Um, So went in, there's a healthy heartbeat, little gummy bear swimming around. And um, yeah, so then, you know, every stage of like, so that, so currently I'm, 37 weeks pregnant and it was this, this pregnancy. So that was that one. And I remember having a panic attack actually at the doctor's office at 13 weeks because you, on one hand, I get if you have a healthy pregnancy, like you really don't need a lot of sonograms and honestly you probably don't need that many anyway. But like when you've gone through this, any reassurance is like, so like necessary. Like, And I remember going to the doctor's office and I wasn't seeing my normal doctor. I was actually seeing a different doctor. And um, I knew that all I was going to get, all I was going to get, but I was going to get a Doppler. And I was just. We get it. We get everything you're saying right (laughs) now. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, I go in and I'm sitting there and I can feel my heartbeat, like, beating really fast. And I'm like trying to do deep breaths and like breathe normally. And she's like, Are you okay? And I just, like, I just lose it. Like no. Not, yeah. I was like no she's like yeah i see you have multiple losses on your record and like i'm like yeah i'm just i'm really scared and like i'm just nervous and like i don't even remember when this when in the timeline of everything this was and she's like i'm not even gonna do a doppler we're just gonna send you to sano and i was like oh That's thank you awesome all. yeah she was the best like seriously every doctor this practice has been like so amazing like i feel really lucky and so I got sent right to Sano, it was this random lady I've never met before, being there multiple times. Um, And like, there's heartbeat, little moving gummy bear. And I was just like, oh, thank God. Like, I just, I instantly felt relief. But I know that like, even though I knew that every step of this pregnancy, like every sonogram, I literally like hold my- I bought a home
0: Doppler and went nuts on it every day. So I
1: actually thought about that, but then knowing myself, I was like, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to freak myself out Yeah, I can't find it. Uh-huh. I think it's like a, you just, which you way? You got to be
0: ready for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. I'm actually That's- writing about that in my ebook right now about That's how perfect. I had to basically pep talk myself of like, if you don't find it, you might go into an insane asylum. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> And then like, you're like poking yourself trying to find. Yep. It. And
0: then it led me to Googling.
1: How long can you use one? (laughs) Like, Like, can I just walk around with it on me all day? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, where does it become Uh, dangerous?
1: Yeah. And like, and before you can feel them move, it's fright. It's just, you're just so scared. And even after that, there's like a whole nother level of being afraid. Right. But like, I just remember waiting to be able to feel him move and like Mm. when I can finally feel him move I was like oh my god like thank god like this and like what's so funny is before I start trying to get pregnant like I'm like pregnancy is gross it freaks me out like them moving freaks me out you see those like videos where they're like moving and you can see it through the belly and I'm just like oh it freaks me out so gross (laughs) and like now I'm like it's gross but it's like the best you know what I mean like have that and uh, it's like I know I'm sure I think we all struggle with this is like I still struggle with like why why am I lucky you know what I mean like why did this one just work out like and I'm in some recurrent miscarriage groups on Facebook and stuff and like I feel really bad because people be like what did you do to finally like make it stick and it's like you know I don't even know that anything I did actually mattered Mm -hmm. like I I don't, I don't know. Like I took, like, I'll be like, I took this supplement. I also this pregnancy, I did, I took that supplement before I took baby aspirin until 36 weeks. Um, because the RE said, I said, well, should I take baby aspirin? And he said, it won't hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know there's like mixed feelings about that now, because now it's saying it could hurt if you don't need it. Um, but I was like, I mean, whatever, what, what, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I so, took it as well. Yeah. And I uh, also took neck and I can't say the actual name of it. It's like, whatever, it's a amino acid. Um, and so I took that for a while because there's been studies that show that like that can help with recurrent miscarriage. And so it's like, Did any of that help? I don't know. Did it all help? I don't know. I did.
0: I did a YouTube video on like the two things that I did different with my fifth pregnancy, which ended up with my son, Ryan, compared to my four other. And in the video, I'm like, we will never know if this is what worked for us or not. But here it is. Because I kept getting asked that question too. Right. And because again,
1: it's like, here's something you can try to control. Mm -hmm. so have fun trying to control that yeah I mean
0: and and we all need that that's the thing it's like we we're out there searching and searching and searching and it's like it's just a part of the game plan that makes us feel comfortable moving forward and if hey do what you gotta do
1: (laughs) yeah no I totally agree and I think that like everyone is so different with that and like Mm -hmm. you know I I know that right after like especially after the third miscarriage I was listening to all kinds of podcasts like watching like I'm just trying to find anything to find someone whose story was the same as mine and yeah. I think that's the hard part is like all of our stories are so different and you just want to find someone who's like that that is what that is me and that is what I need to do and you know I was sharing it on social media and like you know connecting with other people who'd been through similar things but you're still like where am I? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where's the person who represents me? Because it's like, either you feel like there's, we talked about this before we started recording, but it's either you're like, oh my God, there's just so much worse than mine. Or you're like, that I don't relate to that. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, there's there's finding that like, this is where I am is like, really difficult.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why you got to be your own story. Like you are like, sharing on social media and like, just being your own story. And then Um, those people will find you. Yeah, definitely. And
1: like, I'm, I'm actually really glad that I've shared through this because it's been so helpful. Healing. Yeah. And like, healing for me to, to share it and to talk about it and to process my feelings. Like I've always loved to write out my feelings. Like I cannot tell you how many blogs I've had over my life or live journal, I have (laughs) to, because that's how I process. And so doing it over just like you know, multiple posts, um, it has been helpful for me to process. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, one thing that I've tried really hard to do is like help people understand like the things that people say that are like, not kind of like we were talking about where it's like, stop giving me hope, like that are not helpful. But, um, and you know, when you share stuff like that, you definitely get like some pushback and backlash from people who like, don't, Understand and use when you share stuff like this, you get insensitive comments. Like, you know, I had people who were like, Do you think that because you were like drinking this certain like nutrition thing, it may have like,
0: I got that too. Yeah. And I was like,
1: No, actually, in fact, I think that if anything caused my miscarriages, that I've put into my body—it was probably the years that I spent at 273 pounds eating a bunch of junk, yeah. like, you know, and like the xenoestrogens in the makeup I put on my face, like you know what I mean? Like, not that I think that that necessarily is it, but I'm like, if I had to, kind of
0: like your smart ass come, like comeback, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: like, like I'm like. No. And like, that was one thing I did was I had friends and I mean, and some people say it to be like, so, so sweet. Like it was not anything really, like, she was like, Oh, you know, my friend struggled with this. And so she stopped wearing makeup because of the xenoestrogens because I'd convinced myself I had a hormone imbalance and that <laughs> I needed progesterone, which I didn't. Um, and so I did um, the same
0: thing. I actually, my doctor was finally like, take the progesterone. It's not going to yeah, hurt you. It's going to make you cream. feel better.
1: Yeah, I bought the cream because like, I was talking about the weight gain. I'm like, well, maybe it'll help me like lose the weight because it'll help me balance out my hormones. And then my doctor's like, I'd Were rather Were you just
0: pretending it? to wipe your crotch with the cream?
1: I was like, I like rub. It. That's where I either rub it on my belly or rub it on my wrist. Okay, and I didn't. I've never done the cream, the cream, cream, cream. but I was I like, "Were you just trying to wipe your crotch?" But I like, yeah. And she's like, "I'd rather you just take the suppositories. Like, I don't want you using the cream you bought on Amazon." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So oh, I convinced myself of that. Um, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay.
0: I was actually going to ask you. I always yeah. love to end the podcast with kind of like one piece of advice that you would give.
1: Oh, my God. Um, I think, and you know, I was going through this yesterday because, you know, I did a post um, asking people like what they did to prepare for labor and people were being like, they were telling me to just relax. And I was thinking about this last night, like in terms of like all of this stuff and like when you're going through this, people will tell you like so many things to feel or do. And I think it's important that like whatever you're feeling at whatever point is valid and like just feel what you feel and just like don't feel ashamed for feeling what you feel. Like if you are having a day where you just need to cry and be pissed and like I don't know, maybe even like snap at your husband unfairly, just do it. And then apologize (laughs) later. Like, it's like, it's okay to like, you're going through so much that you can't process. And like, I went back and forth with whether I wanted to like speak to a therapist or not. And like the thought of like getting that going was like more, like more upsetting to me than just like trying to deal with it. So I think like whichever feels more comfortable for you, but make sure that you have an outlet that you feel comfortable with. But like, feel what you're gonna feel and just like let it be and like don't Mm -hmm. feel bad like if you don't feel grief that's okay like there were moments that I didn't feel grief and Mm -hmm. like I would like beat myself up over it like yeah That's okay. Like, it's okay to not be upset. It's okay, it's okay to be strange. happy and having yeah. fun. And, yeah. And, like, you don't have to relax. Like, you have every reason not to relax. Oh, the
0: whole relax. You
1: know, it's like, shut <laughs> no. up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, don't tell me to relax. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need am to relaxed. Do the opposite of relax or calm down. Like, I will tell people, they're like, you need to just relax. I'm like, has that ever worked for you when someone's told you to relax? Like, it never works. Like, Oh my God. And just like, and the other thing too, I mean, this is, I now I'm like commandeering, giving you two pieces of advice. <laughs> but like, if you don't, if you don't feel like your doctor has your best interest, find another freaking doctor. Like, I, like that drives me nuts. Like, and people are like, they, they're in these situations where they're dealing, especially with their current loss and they just feel like they're not being heard. Like just find another doctor. Cause I don't know what I would have done if yeah. I didn't have like that. I situation. hopped
0: three times yeah. through all this. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So I'm glad you did. Cause some people like they, they just don't or like their, their options are limited. Right. Because of your insurance or whatever. So, mm. yeah. And I know, like, I, I mean, in those groups, I see people all the time who are like asking for doctor recommendations and there'll be like two in their entire, like, I know locati- location
0: yeah. has a big
1: the, yeah.
0: part of it too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, even now, like we go back and forth with like, so, I'm like I only I think we're only gonna have one kid now because I don't think I could do this again. But like you know, we even like it. It just affects you in such a way that you plan ahead so much. Because so I'm like, well, if we have another kid, I'm gonna be like in my later thirties. So like you know, I just I don't want to deal with all these losses again and da da da. So yeah, it just it impacts you for a long time. It,
0: it really does. I think it's a kind of a forever thing to be honest. Yeah, and um, I think
1: it doesn't matter how you feel about like when life is life or whatever to you like you you are trying to become a mother from the minute you get a positive test in some absolutely i think uh, from
0: the minute i think from the minute you start trying
1: yeah 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 definitely
0: um but yeah it's a crazy journey and i think it's honestly i think it's made me a better person so i truly am grateful for it yeah um, and I think I've heard that a lot from other people, too. So just to kind of, you know, look at it on that side of things is like, it's made me a lot more sensitive to people. Yeah. It's made me much more aware.
1: I mean, don't um, worry. I'm going to I don't know how you do this with Ryan, but I'm going to guilt the crap out of Jensen and be like, do you know what I went through for you? Yeah,
0: <laughs> you behave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't you talk to me. I we went through this a lot. whole
0: process aged me. <laughs> And I, got, um, I got Botox now because I'm like, yeah. gosh, I have aged tremendously throughout this. Um,
1: if, yeah, people, so much.
0: if people wanted to reach out to you, because I know you share on social media, yeah. um, is Instagram the best way to do that?
1: Instagram is the best way to do that. And so my Instagram is just at. Jeanette Holian, which my name will be on the thing so you can just use that for spelling because it's the longest name ever (laughs) so it's just my first name dot my last name
0: awesome and i will link it in the description as well thank you so much Jeanette.
1: thank you like it was actually really helpful to like go back through this especially like with where i am right now to just be like okay like let's look back on the whole journey and Uh like think about where We are right now because, like, I you know, I tell people all the time, or I told people recently, I was like, I get why I feel like I've been pregnant forever. It's because I've been pregnant forever. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I kept saying that too throughout my pregnancy. It's like, I have been pregnant for a long ass time, and the people who deal with infertility, like, there's a journey before the journey, which yeah. just makes it really long. So much
1: longer. Like, mm-hmm. either way, it just feels like forever. And you're just like, I just want them to be here. Yeah. Oh so, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. And I'm so thank excited you. for you.
1: Yeah, thank you. He'll be on social media when he's born. So.
0: Yes, everyone go check her out so you can yeah. follow along. Thank you. Thanks.